G'day everyone and welcome to episode 595 of Aussie Techheads. It's the 2nd of August 2018. How are you going? I'm Glenn. As you may or may not know, we've got another great show for you this week. It's a, We're actually recording live a bit earlier this week. I've got some commitments on Thursday night, the normal Thursday night, so uh, I'll be watching bands at school and uh, hoping the, the little ones can win a prize. So that's all hunky-dory. <laughs> All right, we are brought to you by azhwebhosting.com.au. If you're after some shared hosting glory, you can jump on there, get your own hosting space, install some WordPress, Joomla, or Drupal, whatever you like, SSL certificates, all on SSD drives to register your domain and all that, and you'll be up and running within five minutes for sure. Uh, all right, we can be found on facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads and youtube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. You can get the show notes at a later date after the show at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. Follow your notes of the show notes. And we can also be heard with a lot of other little radio podcast techie shows on the Aussie Tech Radio, which is on the TuneIn Radio app cross platform. So just install it on your device, uh, search up Aussie Tech Radio, and away you go. All right. Uh, the other shows to look out for is the Aussie Max Zone, the My Tech Opinion, and the Aussie Tech Crypto. So go and have a look at those, whatever takes your fancy. If you're in the Mac, if you're into more in-depth look into certain topics of the week that Shane and Phil bring you, well, you can go and have a look at My Tech Opinion or Aussie Tech Crypto. Jace and Will talk about the crypto world. And uh, my Ripple hasn't recovered since I bought it at $3. I think it's now at $0.67. Cents. So um, I'm waiting for the boom. <laughs> All right, so let's see who we've got this week. Uh, we've got a new face this week, but we're going to go, we'll, we'll say good day to, to Jordan first. First, hey, Jordan, how you going? Oh, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too I'm bad. Fun to be here this early. It That's is. Right. It's daytime. Look how nice yeah. the, the picture is. The camera picks up. It's a lovely day. All right. Yeah. Turn your lights off and everything's good. You can save your coin today on yeah. your lights. Uh, exactly, exactly. And we've got Jason. Uh, we've got Jason the uh, on the Facebook Live by the look of it too. All right. Oh, good day, Jace. All right, and uh, yes, and for this week only, uh, a new a new face to the show, Paul. How you doing, Paul? Hey, good, Glenn. Hey, Jordan. How you going? Yeah, good. Thanks. And uh, look, tell us a bit about yourself, Paul. Where 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 are you from? What do you do? And I don't know. Whatever else you feel like. So I can... I'm. Uh, have a, I have a computer uh, computer service business based in Toowoomba, Queensland. And uh, just thought I'd join you guys. Uh, I'm an enthusiast in this field, obviously, and uh, thought I'd I would listen to you guys for years and years, as I've mentioned in previous shows, and uh, thought I'd put in my two bob worth uh, this time and join Good you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now you're in uh, Toowoomba. So what's your what do you do? What do you do for people? You go out to their house, house and help them. Do what? Yeah, yeah. We, we specialise in technology support for uh, individuals, homes and small businesses. So that can range anything from uh, fixing a virus right through to um, a, a supply or sourcing of a computer and uh, preparing computers custom built to whatever the customer's needs are. Right. Well, you better tell us what's the name of your business? It's called Entire Computer Services on my shirt there. All right. Entire Computer Services. And you're on the Facebook? We can search you up on Facebook? I'm on Facebook, yeah, just do a, uh, or on Google, you'll find uh, plenty of links there. I've maximised my Google listing at uh, Search for Entire Computer Services. Excellent. You will uh, find all you need, including a website. All right, now you're... Do you, uh, do you service computers in Victoria? <laughs> uh, if you're happy to pay for travel, I can work remotely. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. Need some help? Oh, all right, good stuff. Now, so you're in Toowoomba, and yeah. what sort of internet are you got up there? Are you on MBN, or are you still on dial-up? Um, I'm running all of Toowoomba. We've been rather fortunate here, unlike uh, poor old uh, you there, Glenn. We've we've got um, uh, we've had MBN pretty much rolled out through the whole city now. Where uh, uh, there's been about I think about 60% of the city is uh, about fibre to the node, and the rest is uh, well, majority of the rest of that is fibre to premises, which wow. has been uh, been in for about uh, a year or two. Right. What do you got into your establishment? I'm fibre to the node. I'm a bit of a uh, bit of a skin flint, and I've just uh, I survive on 12 megasecond plan. Would you believe with a uh, one of the smaller operators? Well, it's, look, 12 megasecond is really depends what you're doing. If you're just doing, you know, just fixing the computers or whatever, I think. Like, even if you're watching a few Netflix or something like, unless you've got four people in the house, I think 12 meg. It's probably good enough. Like it is probably yeah. good enough. We are heavy users, but um, it's a good management uh, 
and the gamers in the house, which is my son, they generally just suffer. All right, and what, uh, better uh, tell us, are you Apple, Android, Windows, Mac, what's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, uh, Windows, Windows um, and Android. No, not a big Apple fan because uh, uh, I find them a bit uh, top-heavy if you want to really customise and get them all right. Okay mm. for the average person because they're easier to use. But, yeah, primarily I'm a bit of a uh, – I'm quite an Android fan. Fan and uh, fanboy, actually. Oh, all right, good stuff. And, 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 um, and Windows as well. Do you service the the Macs when you're out on your jobs? Well, do you like? Um, fortunately, I haven't had a lot of uh, call for it, but uh, I've had to do a couple over time. And you sort of, I'm, I'm not experienced in it, so you sort of blunder your way through, like we do with mm. a lot of these things. Yeah. Mm. Oh, look, yeah, I don't, I don't take any Mac jobs, even though I could possibly do them. Uh, I think it, I stop. I obviously stop at pretty much. Oh, anything more than hard drive and RAM, and these days you can't even open them up. So I just go, nah, it's too much. Because I've got my little. What Mac- about the the software side of it? You you'd service like if someone wants help sending up an email or something. Surely that's oh well, yeah with, with Mac. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah, I just haven't had a call for it. Fortunately, I haven't had a call for it, and therefore that's hence why I don't have much experience in it. Mm. Is there an Apple store in Toowoomba? Where's the nearest Apple no, store? No, there, there's this. No, not what Sydney. You mean a proper registered, <laughs> proper registered Apple store? Yeah, yeah. Be Gold Coast no, then, is it? Brisbane. Not, I don't even know if Brisbane's got one. Yeah. We, we've got this um, one that's a pseudo, uh, it, it's a, a version of an Apple store, but it's not one of the official right. ones. They're not called an Apple store. Yeah, there'd be. I think there's one in, oh, look, I could be wrong here, but I think there's the Queen Street. That sounds like a big street in Brizzy. I think there's one at south of Brisbane somewhere, and I know there's definitely one at Rabina because I've been there. And, uh, okay, well, in Twombo, yeah. we have nothing like that. Right, okay. Well, that doesn't matter. You can come down and see us next time you want to buy an iPhone. I've got, I've got, <laughs> iPhone, no thanks. I've got an iPhone. My Android's going all right, too, by the way, just quietly. It's, yeah, um, one of my clients got one for one of my clients, a, uh, one of the Xiaomi, the MIA one. Oh, yeah. Well, you, have you got, Jordan, you kept talking on about uh, Glenn's MIA2 last week. You've got MIA1, haven't you, Glenn? Yeah, it's a MIA1 or 2, I don't know. I asked you last week if it was a one or a two. Yeah, you probably did. Glenn, Glenn said, oh, I don't know, I think it's a two. And you said, oh, okay, we'll go with two. Yeah, probably. Look, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I just know it works and it's, it's going pretty good. Uh, I got the July update just recently. And so that's good. I was happy with that. And yeah, I've got no problems. It fixed a few little issues that I was having. Just with, uh, I used to take it off uh, silent mode and then it must have stored them all up overnight. And as soon as I took it off silent mode, it was just going beep, 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 beep. And it would go for about two minutes. Like with all these notifications that otherwise would have made a sound, they started making a sound as soon as I took it off the silent mode. But anyway, that's all gone with the July fix or update. So that's good. So you on uh, Boost or LD? You never told me which one you were on. Oh, I'm on Audi. I was going to go with who those Belong. are. Belong, that's right. But they didn't. Belong, that's right. Someone said to me Boost is really good and that they're on the Telstra network, but I don't know. I haven't Googled it. Look, I was really just about to pull the switch on Belong and I just got on their website and for some reason I saw they don't do voicemail and I went, uh-oh. And then so, uh, yeah, I texted or sent them a message and they said, no, we don't do it, but they plan on him, uh, bringing it in soon, but just not at the moment. So I said, well, you bring it in and I'll have a talk to you. Have you seen how um, Telstra have just just I've just received messages last week that all voice messages messages now are all texts sent as texts as well. Yeah, right. you, you better get used to it, Glenn. That's that's what's that's the future, mate. <laughs> yeah. But now I've got a full inbox because <laughs> well, I never ring up and delete anything now. They're just texted to me and. Yeah, so they, what are they trying to save storage or something? You know, or what? Well, I'm not going to save storage if everyone starts getting them on getting them on text because they won't. They won't ring up and delete their messages. From, yeah, look, I don't mind if I got them on text, I guess. But um, what does Belong do? Are, are they a text converter or they just don't no, have well, it at all? Because Belong, is, because Belong is owned by Telstra, they use exactly the same Telstra system, which is please leave a 10-second message and we'll convert it to text and send it an SMS. Right, right. With another company I'm with, which well, I was with previously was Vaya, um, they had a, a really good system, which I found great, which was text to MMS and just records the audio. You, you, you have an order. It's an automated outgoing message, which you wouldn't like, but, um, <laughs> the, but the, um, the recording doesn't get converted to text. It actually gets sent as a uh, audio message, which is right. great. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, while we're on little, uh, <clears throat> little good things that we may or may not have found that we're talking about iDrive a little while ago. And uh, I think right. Eric brought it up at one stage. 
And so I decided I'd have a look at it to replace my crash plan. And look, I, I thought of, look, you know, I was looking at iDrive, I'm thinking of Jordan, you know, going, oh, I'm thinking of Duplicati, I'm thinking of all these recommendations. And I just went, oh, look, you know, I just want something quick and easy because I've got other things I have to do. So anyway, signed up for this iDrive. I think I got it for $50 uh, for the first year, 50 US. And when everything was hunky-dory, everything's good. And it says, oh, you've got a, uh, you can d- do this on the phone app as well, Apple or Android. So when you Android, went to the Play Store, downloaded the, the iDrive app on the Play Store, and you never guess what came up on the first screen. Sign up now for six bucks a year. So thanks very much. <laughs> so I did it. If I had done the app first, I would have got it for six bucks. So uh, if anyone out there is looking for storage, uh, backup storage, there you go. If you want to do the iDrive, open, go and download the app first. You'll get the, the year, first year for six bucks rather than bloody 50. But anyway. That's all right. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Look, how, much, how much space do you say you get for 50 bucks? Two terabyte. Two terabyte. Yeah, so she's um she's plugging away. Oh, she's probably actually still going as we speak. I should have turned it off, but it, it's, everything seems to be running all right. So we'll leave her go. We'll leave her chug. She she's got one point three terabytes to get through, so you know we'll let her chug. Now look, let's get into some uh, stories this week. Apple's expensive iPhones, and this is the title of this heading. Uh, so we all know that they are quite expensive, and that's one of the reasons, probably the main reason why I didn't uh, replace my success with another one. But anyway, Apple has responded to a plateauing global smartphone market by launching ever more expensive phones and diversifying its services. So I guess what they're saying there is that their their phones are more expensive, but because they're selling less, they've increased the price of them, so they've made up their the shortfall that way. So that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, so Apple is also buying back 20 this is US dollars, 20 billion US dollars in stock in the quarter. It's part of its $100 billion stock buyback program. Uh, to give you an idea of just just how many phones these people sell, Apple sold 41.3 million iPhones in the fiscal third quarter. So that's one quarter of one year, 41.3 million. It's just hard to get into your brain hard to imagine 41 million in a factory you know just coming off the lines they're so intricate uh but that was below expectations of 41.8 million so damn it uh the average iphone is now selling at us 724 dollars and uh shares rose 3.4 percent to 196 dollars 80 but that's not what you're interested in this the, the thing that you're most interested in is with a market capitalization of more than 900 billion dollars Apple could Apple be the first trillion dollar company? So that's... they're getting close to it. They've been pushing for it, haven't they? Yeah. That's... But what I don't get is, you know, how, how can you put your phone prices up because you're selling less? They were always. Mm. From what I understand, I've I've read Apple's really targeting the top ten percent uh, of the market, which is uh, the the big money spenders, because even though they're the biggest uh, phone manufacturer whatever it is or uh, they're not the most popular phone and so i read recently some like 80 percent of mobiles out there are now android and mm. now because china's got a huge chunk of that market well i think apple's been trying to get into that market and i think they have got into well they've got into the market but they're just not it's just not taking off and probably because they look they are expensive uh look they're, they're expensive they've got a following so i guess that that's what that's what's doing isn't it they just yeah, they just got the following, because you know, I don't know, like this iPhone ten wasn't that costing up to like two grand or something? Let me have a look at this, see if I can get. There's been a lot of complaints about the iPhone ten too, hasn't there? Oh, like what? I don't know. I just hear people not saying happy? that they're not as happy with it as as, as they thought they were going to be. Yeah, right. well, the, the expectation is uh, relative to the price usually. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, that's right. I'm just uh, and with Apple, it's high expectation, isn't it? You go absolutely, into, like, yeah. like going into a movie with high expectations and walking out dissatisfied because your expectations were too high. You know? Yeah, now I'm just you guys can't see it, but uh, everyone else can. I'm just on the Apple page now, and I'm just going to tell you how much these iPhone 10. Oh, geez. So there's the iPhone 10 5.8 inch display from fifteen hundred and seventy nine dollars. That's a that'd be a smaller version. Is there a big one as well? Uh, well, that yeah, well, that is the from version. I just, uh, geez, I've got to go through all their claptrap to to find out a few view front and back and chat. And do you want this? And do you want that? Uh, finish. 
I don't know, view front. I don't know. Just okay. So you're, you're buying one now, eh? <laughs> I'm, go, I'm I'm well on the way. Now, <laughs> 64 gig is fifteen seventy nine. <laughs> Two fifty six gig is eighteen twenty nine. What about the actual screen size? Is there a bigger version? Like what do they call it? Plus? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's like look. It doesn't say. I don't think so. I think it's just. It might just be the size. Might be a plus version. It's just five point eight inch. That's all they've yeah, got. That, that is that is pretty big. It's probably the is a very bigger version. Yeah, that's all. That's all there is. So anyway, you get space grey or silver. But anyway, that's enough of that rubbish. They don't pay us <laughs> to talk about them. So that's them. Now, uh, Paul, you had some some story, some stories you wanted to tell yeah, us about. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll cover. Talking of, I'll start on a. Uh, See, what I do is I, I put everyone on the spot when they're new. So I'll put you sure do. <laughs> now he's flipping around. Yeah. Flipping That's around. Right. I, I must still be new then because he puts me on the spot every week. Oh, keep his um, on your toes. Okay, I got an article here. Uh, Facebook, Instagram to allow users to set limit on how much time they spend scrolling, which is um, I'm I'm seen to be uh, uh, the unlimited scrolling. You know, you're just sort of flicking, and then you find yourself two hours later, you're still scrolling. Yeah. Through Facebook. Um, Facebook and Instagram are set to introduce new tools to help people manage their time on the social media network, including a time limit on a dashboard, a time limit and a dashboard showing users how much time they have spent scrolling. Right. So, um, so what are they going to be able to restrict you from? Scroll- it'll be a manual setting. Uh, it's Apple's going to bring stuff like that in, like oh, you've used your phone for too long. Yeah, we're going to turn it off or something mm. um it'll be a manual setting of phone to self-discipline yourself it's it's been coming to re- discourage people from spending such yeah we've I, talked I, about you, it before you depressed if you uh sc- if you scroll down facebook feeds for more than about about two or three hours oh geez who does that do you do, you do that um, no, not, no. <laughs> two or three hours long. i'll go back to once i realize i'm i'm back two or three days i'll stop uh, I think oh, it's all old news. I'm living in the now. What 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 about you, Jordan? What, did you have something to say about that? Yeah, you a scroller? Oh, I can be a scroller. Just, um, just veggie might. I think. Um, sorry, I think the um, auto screen switching thing is not happening. I'm, I'm just kind yeah. of took my attention there for a second. I've got to put, put put it back on. I am a scroller, and we did read an article long, not long back, something similar that, that they're bringing that out to. Yeah, discipline themselves that they're just doing too much, you know, Facebook time and too much of too much phone time in general. I think, I think the I think when, yeah, I think it was more aimed at kids, but I think yeah, this one looks like it could be more aimed at adults. No, it was uh, adults. It was okay. Across, it was across the board. Yeah, I remember reading something about it long back. And look, it's probably a good idea. I, I would set a, I would, I would turn this on, and I would probably wouldn't choose eight hours. I'd probably choose fifteen minutes. I'd, like if I'm more than 15 minutes on Facebook, I'll, I'd like to get a slap in the face and say, "No, well, get it, off." It's, it's like, just a notification. It says um, the new tool will allow users to set limits on the amount of time spent in an app, which will be, which will send a notification when a time limit is reached. So it's not a hard penalty. Mm. No, no, that's right. But it's still it's a reminder because you do get you know you get taken away, don't you? Well, you, I use that use an app with my kids called um and i can never pronounce it and you'll know it the, the, the moment i say the name is it kaspersky or kapaski or kaspersky i think it is Kasper, kaspersky. they've yeah. got a kids they've got an app called kids safe and i use that and that you can either lock the phone at a certain time or you can schedule the phone for a certain time or an app for a certain time and it pops up and says you know time to take a break now mm. um yeah they can ignore it. You can have it. They can no. They can ignore. It. You can choose to let them ignore it, and they go okay, and they continue on with a warning, or you can actually block it and say, and they can't open any other apps. It's mm. and, and it's a free app. Right. Okay. That's all right. You, you can pay for it. I was originally thinking you had to pay for it, mm. um, but if you pay for it, it only gives you um, access, I think, to their location and their texts. But you can't see the text. You can only see who the text's from. You can't actually see the actual text message, and that's only on Android. So if you're on Apple, you can't view text anyway. So mm. it's got a feature on there that if they if they press ignore, that sends a report to Dad. It does. 
Oh, well, it does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you've got an app on your phone and you get the reports all day long. So if they try to access a locked app, like, you know, like one of the social media apps like Facebook or something, it sends a report saying so-and-so has tried to access uh, this app. And also a report to Vladimir, which is good. You just got to watch those yeah, Ruskies. Yeah, Vladimir is like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that can, that can put limits on certain apps and stuff like that on Facebook and that. So I mm. think Facebook doing it is great. But it, it really needs to be across the whole board and the whole phone. And, and Instagram, because I think they own Facebook. Facebook own Instagram, don't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's all of it. It's Snapchat. It's, it's, it's Instagram. It's, it's everything, really. It's your whole phone. I mean, we get stuck in our phones just reading, you know, the, the news. Mm. You, know, you get stuck reading anything. Look, I don't you know. get stuck, if you open up your phone to Aussie Tech Heads, you get stuck there for half an hour. Oh, <laughs> you'd start for an hour watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you look, I, I'm probably doing less time on the Facebook only because I think it's just a bit more uh, clunky on the Android, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. It's just something I just don't like it as much on, on the, the Android. And Paul might be able to give me some after-hours tuition. Maybe it's your phone. But, well, you know, it's nasty app. But anyway, let, let's get on to... Uh, I've got another one here. Uh, we all do speedtest.net, you know, every five seconds when we've got a problem. We think, oh, how fast something's wrong, speedtest.net. Well, they gather them all up, apparently. They get look at everything. The, these guys over the Ookla or Oakla, whoever the whoever owns it, and Telstra has been awarded the Australia's fastest fit, fixed network and mobile telecommunication provider uh, by Ookla. Is it Ookla? It looks like Ookla. Uh, yeah, Telstra earned a speed score of 47.27 based on an average mobile download speed of 53.42 and an upload speed of 17.53. So that's not too bad for upload downloads on a mobile I, I could live with that Vodafone came in second uh, Telstra has won the mobile speed test four years in a row so that, they're going alright the, that's, that's pretty good yeah look Telstra's always been the fastest like let's be honest they, they've always been probably the most, the, the most quality and the fastest network it's just that the, the pricing is a bit bit of a thorn in the side isn't it and, that's, and the pricing is why I left them uh, the award was based on speed tests of all the Australia's of all Australia's major network operators over six months period to June 2018, and the mobile award measured the internet speeds of more than 481,000 users across 1.7 million tests. I reckon I had about 100,000 of those, <laughs> and the fixed award measured 9.8 million users over 15.8 million tests. So. Um, yeah, they fixed award is fixed award as in uh, yeah, landline internet like NBN. I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah. The fix yeah, because the... that's it's surprising that Telstra wins that one. Uh well, why? If they got the NBN, if they, you know, I think look probably yes. I know everyone's got the NBN. Everyone's probably the you know getting the same speeds these days. But then that then you'd have to think. Well, Telstra's got. You would have to say the market share you know, of Australian fixed line. Oh, yeah. So yeah. therefore there'd be more tests coming from Telstra networks, Telstra IP addresses. Oh, it's not necessarily a fair fair measurement then. No, well this is just, it's just measured from the speedtest.net site. And you know, whoever like it's yeah, it's not an exact science. It's like, you know, old Joe Blow on dial up, if he sat there doing, you know, half a million speed tests, well the Telstra's gonna be slow because there's one person doing dial up speed tests. So, yeah, okay. yeah, so it's an exact, inexact science, but it's sort of, it probably gives you an, a fair idea, you know. So it's a um, very trust, trusted me uh, measuring tool. Yeah, well, some people, are, I've heard they don't like it, that they say it's not a, a true indication of what the speed is, but I, I think it is. Like, you know, you, you can go from, I go from me to Brisbane and I'll get the best speed available then if i want to go to speed test over to san francisco or something you can see because it travels the distance well you the speed drops so you can't, you can't go changing around because if you change your speed testing tools you're not you're not calibrating you're not um measuring on the same mm. the same platform so yeah. you've always got to use the same one whatever you use yeah well i think that i'd do the speed test.net that's easiest i think everyone here would jordan you do the speed test.net yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah. Someone said to me, Oz, Oz, it Oz Broadband or something. There's another one that people get caught on. The Google one I find is just constantly out of whack. It's never the, it's never the same. Mm. Well, I always compare the Google or whichever others are. I go, someone says, I've got so-and-so download. And then you say, okay, let's compare that to speed test. And they're often different, especially like my son will say, oh, Facebook's going really slow. 
and uh, or the internet's going slow. So I go to a speed test, compare that to what his Facebook says, and they're often very different figures, which is not controlled. It's and maybe out of our control. So I see speed tests is probably the most reliable. Yeah. Do you know? Speaking of Telstra, though, I've got I've got a similar um similar. Well, it's kind of almost the same thing. If if I can butt in with your story, because no, I'm finished. Saying, Telstra lands at the top of Netflix speed. Oh yes. Index. Yep. So after two years at the bottom of the list of the Netflix internet service provider speed index leaderboard, Telstra has caught up and has now the highest speed. Mm. So every month, Netflix Australia ranks sixth of the country's ISPs based on the streaming provider's own calculations uh, of download speed test during the prime time. Yeah. yeah. It's a kind of not very well written. That, that uh, From April 2015, a month after Netflix landed in Australia until August 2017, Telstra was listed as the slowest provider. But from, uh, from uh, September 2017, the telecommunications giant, started to climb up and has been the fastest provider since February 2018. Mm. I'd That's say, an interesting thing as well to add to that, what you're talking about with their speed. With Telstra, I think you kind of get what you pay for at the end of the day, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I think the NBN has sort of been a bit of a, a big levelling, level the field. Everyone's on the same, well, pretty much the same network, aren't they? Everyone's mm. just resellers now. So pretty much that's a level playing field. But before when it was ADSL, you know, you had different... Uh, well, not that you had uh, different copper lines in the ground, but that, that you had to rent it from Telstra. But then Telstra wouldn't give the same service to people, maybe not on their network. You know, the ports in the exchange, you know, the Optus, the Optus ones might go a bit rusty or something. Just go, nah, leave them for another six months. But oh, what? Some of ours are rusty. Fix them straight away. You know, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if all that stuff goes on. But yeah. Um, what else, Paul? What else have you been looking at? Okay, I'm just uh, was having a look here. I might cover one which is close to my heart, and that is concerning Windows updates. Um, you love them. One, I love them, <laughs> yeah. An open letter to Microsoft about poor Windows 10 update experience. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty long. I'll just read the first paragraph. Uh, Susan Bradley, uh, an 18-year Microsoft MVP, uh, whatever MVP is, Microsoft. Most whatever. valuable player. Programmer, yeah. player, Pro- person. Whatever. Wait, I'm a valuable player. What are you talking about? It's probably partner. Play anyway, it's, it's probably partner, but we'll we'll go with player. <laughs> player. Focus, focus on one. Windows patch, uh, Windows patching and patch management, and said sent an open letter to Microsoft executives Satya Nadella, Carlos P- Picotto, and Scott Guthrie about the frustration Windows 10 users have when dealing with installing new updates. This letter includes the results of a survey taken by over 1,000 consultants and over 800 customers regarding their experience with Windows 10 updates. Well, um, yeah, and so what she's saying is the guts of the, or the gist of the story that, that they take too long, there's too many, and some break. Yeah, and, yeah, and they break things, and that's, I'm, I'm so worried, especially with, um, with my clients, and I've got um, mission-critical software, especially custom mission-critical software running on a machine. Snapchat. Very resident, very uh, Snapchat, yeah, sure. Um, very fairly uh, hesitant. I mean, you, can't, to... you can't do the job without some horns or a nose or something. That's right. Sorry, Paul. Auto- automated updates yeah. uh, can can, can uh, bring on failure problems at the work the worst times and if you're going to have a failure it should be under a control environment especially the restarts they always take ages don't oh, they yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think... well, where possible i try and suppress updates and manually control them but windows they seem to get around all that and it does its own updates anyway yeah i think oh, God, i don't have too many issues with updates i think it has got better I think if if, the, if well if you can keep the computer up to date, it's a lot better. I, I think if you you know if you get a computer on your desk and maybe someone's uh, suppressed the updates <laughs> for a while, you turn them back on. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And then yeah, you you might have a bit. I think Windows Seven was a as a pig for that. Like sometimes I'd leave a computer go. It would have to go overnight, and and that's probably uh, you know the first hour would be just to determine if there are updates. And then, you know, it found them. And then, and the worst thing, it, was, it wasn't like an automated process. You had to be there, goes, oh, restart now. And you have to push the restart, you know. And if you weren't there, it would just sit there on that screen until the morning. When you go, well, why couldn't you just keep going overnight? What but was if, that? Um, that still happens. Yeah. Oh, it probably does. Yeah. 
What was that application you can get that downloads all the updates onto a USB oh, stick? Wusa, yeah, we were talking about this morning, Wusas. Yeah, something like that. Have you tried using it, Jordan? I've got one here. I haven't used it for a while. It's been set up on a folder on the desktop, and I think I used it. It's probably out of date. It's probably uh, it was a long time ago, but it, was, it, it would download all the updates for either Windows 7 or 10 or whatever, and then you just go and install them. You could do all your, um, uh, what do you call it, um, Oh, what do they call it? Uh, framework, the framework ones, net framework, and all those other oh, ones. Oh, yeah, dot net. All of it. You can do the whole lot under a USB stick. I think you had about 16 gig of updates on there, and you just go mm. from computer to with, update. With high speed internet now, it's not, not such, a bit, such a big issue because you can, we all go to sleep and sleep at nine hours. So, here. Or yeah, four hours or whatever it may Look, be. I've got, I've got a little, a little story here on the same, the same issue, kind of. Maybe you can clarify what this means. I'm a bit confused by this story, but it says that um, Windows 10 is to be bundled into Microsoft's new monthly management plan. Uh, Redmond is reportedly calling it Desktop as a Service, offering Microsoft managed desktop. Microsoft is putting together its Desktop as a Service offering that will support Windows 10 devices. Uh, that it's reportedly calling Microsoft Managed Desktop. The service will provide customers with the ability to lease a Windows 10 device or automatically provisioned for them with an operating system regularly updated for a single monthly fee. Um, the key difference between Microsoft versions of desktop as a service from what many companies already offer under that term is the Windows, is the Windows 10 updating component. Um, currently, Windows is updated twice a year and can sometimes cause issues with software compatibility. And a fix ah, yeah. that Microsoft is looking to offer um, the, the desktop as a service plan. Mm. So they're, they're saying that they're kind of going to, the, the way I'm interpreting this, I suppose, to me, is that they're going to offer a, to, to pay a monthly fee to have Windows. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds, I bet you that's, that's probably nothing new. Someone else has probably done that. And they're just trying to offer a more smoother process. I think uh, Windows already does that with their Enterprise Edition. I think you can subscribe to that monthly, but that's like a different story. That's Enterprise. But I think the Windows as a service, is that like, say, like you're, you're just grabbing it off the internet? Like, is that what it is? That, is what that, would saying? that be like Chrome, uh, what a Chromebook or something that's not... Yeah, like it's just, it's not the full hog of Windows. Yeah, I don't know, I'd have to... I don't, I don't yeah. think I'd be up for paying a monthly fee to have my Windows. I think I'd prefer to just go and buy a one-off fee. Mm. Well, especially now that it doesn't look like they're gonna, you're going to have to buy any more. You know, once you've got Windows 10, it just appears that, that that's the way the world yeah. is. It's They're just free updates now. Yeah, um, and I have to agree. The, the days of Windows buying, buying and owning software doesn't really matter because everything will be Windows 10 and there's no buying anymore in the future. How mm. Microsoft's going to make money, I don't know. Well, they're making their money out of the cloud. I think they've just had a bumper, bumper, bumper year just of cloud services and stuff. Yeah. So, so you think there won't be like a Windows 11 or 12 or anything like that? You think no, they've announced that 10 is the finish off because the competitors like Mike, uh, what's that other big one? Apple. Um, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you can't remember the name for <laughs> They, um, they, because they, I don't think they charge for operating systems. No, not no, they stopped. Mm. So I don't know how Microsoft think that they could charge a monthly fee for theirs. But yeah. I suppose it's for that desktop as a service version. I don't think it'll be that that exact. I reckon it'll all be an automated process, and it won't be a human doing anything. Mm. Yeah. Well, let me look. I'll just, I'll just Google it. Let me go. Windows desktop as a service is what they called it. Windows desktop as a service. And we'll that, see that's, what... a play, that's a play on the term software as a service. Yeah, yeah. So, see, because you've got Amazon Workspaces. Uh, look, I have used, like, a few years ago now, I did use some service that you could load it up, and it was your desktop in the cloud. And for all intents and purposes, that was your desktop, and, and it worked. It was like a thing. But Microsoft, here we go, desktop plan for Windows. Uh, so this is saying... Continuous stream of complaints regarding the instability, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this must have been the one. He appears Microsoft currently called, and it will be Redmond, but make his version of as a service. Looks like Microsoft. Yeah, it doesn't really. Oh, I can't. It's too long to read. But anyway, but it looks something I wanted to just talk to you, say about the uh, those updates where we before we got off track a bit was the. Uh, Sorry, that. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's what happens. I thought it was kind of the same thing because they're saying that we're going to pay to have these updates instead. 
we pay a monthly fee and we, we get mm. a bug-free operating system. Well, what, what's, what's a weekly show without a tangent or two? That's all right. We, that's what we do. That's what we do, Randy. That's <laughs> yeah. how we roll. <laughs> so I was kind of thinking it was on the same topic. But yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but these, uh, yeah, we're talking about the, the, the WUSUS or WSUS or whatever you call it, the Windows updates, you know, program. Uh, where you, and what that happens is you download all the updates onto one machine and then you plug your network in and then each computer will be able to drag the updates from that one machine saving you bandwidth so that's that's that wsus but also with windows 10 as you might remember the the windows 10 there's a switch in there that will allow you it will if you've got more than one windows 10 machine you can set one to receive the updates and then the others can just share it from the network also yeah that's automatic isn't it yeah but if you tested that that because i deliberately tested that as i said this morning this morning i tested that and I thought, boy, I've got these three machines I'm building right now. I do a bunch of updates. Then I looked at usage and said, oh, 3% has come from it locally, the rest from Microsoft. Mm. And the only thing I can think of is the host machine didn't have, uh, it was, wasn't fully up to date, which I think I thought it was. Yeah, so I'm not sure what happened there, but you want to maybe test again. When did you do that? How long ago? Last night. I started oh. about 7 <laughs> o'clock last night. Okay. And I had three machines running simultaneously on my 12 meg connection. And... Chase the rest of the family off for the rest of the night. Mm, I'm sure and, it did, especially on 12, yeah, 12 megs, yeah. And um, I, I had a look at this point, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll have a look at these percentages. And I thought, 3%, I thought, hang on, well, that doesn't sound right. So mm. maybe, maybe the host machines are up to date. I'll have to test that. I've got, I've got more machines to build at the moment, so I'll, I'll test that theory. Yeah, well, I think, uh, look, mate, well, yeah, it's supposed to work. It's it's supposed to work. And if you want to find out what it, where to find it in Windows 10, you need to open the Windows Update. Uh, yeah, in the Settings app, tap on Update and Security, and it's in there somewhere. No, yeah, so you, know, you go to Advanced, Advanced Options, and then you go down to Delivery Optimization. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep. And then you've got um, allow downloads from other PCs on network. I don't recommend PCs from a local network or internet. That's just not fair, if you ask me. Uh, using your download to do up uh, using other people's upload to do updates. Well, that, that but they've well depends. They they probably unless it's been turned on by accident. But uh, but you know, like if people, it's like you know the big file sharing the the torrents. If someone's says oh yeah well i'll share my torrents well you don't feel guilty about sucking their bandwidth yeah uh, well i don't think it's turned on by default now but it used to be turned on by it default did. It was coming from other users yes and i don't think that was uh that was against my uh policy i suppose mm, yeah yeah i think i remember when the windows 10 first came out i just went i just went through and turned them all off uh google chrome Mozilla Firefox and Edge Jordan have all adopted Biometrics API. How exciting! So <laughs> the API, Edge, Edge, Microsoft Edge has the lowest RAM usage now. Apparently, oh, that's so right. Yeah, I said the other week. I was excited. Oh, you're, right. you're an Edge man. I think Edge has got a future too. It I'm might. not using it, but uh, I think Edge has a future. When I heard someone complaining on um, Chrome the other week about how Chrome's a memory hog, I thought, "You beauty." Yeah, I don't feel so bad putting Edge down for it. The, so what's this biometrics thing? Yeah, the API is a worldwide consortium effort that makes it possible to use a device's hardware or other schemes to gather authentication credentials. Microsoft, Google and Mozilla and others have backed the spec in order to reduce password use online as websites that don't need to store them are less of a target for criminals. So what it is is so if you can open your browser or open a, a website just by looking at your camera or whatever and that, use that as your password, well, they're saying that that's going to be more secure uh, for everyone because there's no password to be hacked, you know, so, you know, people are going to have to hack your eyeball or something, you know, or, or come up with some sort of, some other biometric clone. But, yeah, so that's that's the guts of that. It's just that in You're the future... You're going to your eyeball. Yeah. There you go for it. Yeah, so the... Uh, there's also provision for using USB fobs for authentication. Uh, the API was first drafted in 2016, but is currently just a candidate recommendation. Uh, however, before a final endorsement, it must pass through the proposed recommendation and the W3C recommendation stages. So it's not here yet, but that's where it's going. And when you sit down and think about it, you think, you know, if it could do away with even last pass, how good would that be? You know, we could do away with two factor. So, I, mm. I kind of really love the idea of having LastPass. I think we had this discussion with Joe last week. He was saying that Google were using their USB sticks in-house. 
Yeah, yeah Ue, UEUBs or whatever they're called. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, but I like having LastPass because I don't want to have to carry a USB with me and remember everything. It's kind of... But this way, you just have to carry your eye around and you'll be <laughs> you'll be right. What, what if you forget it? Well... Yeah, like, what if I forget my eye? <laughs> You'll have to have a, a, a spare one, like a little ping pong ball. What would Apple call? What would what, what would Apple call eye security? <laughs> I, 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 security. Oh, hey, pirates! Captain. <laughs> I, I, Captain. All right, uh, Paul. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. What what else have you got? Okay, yeah, I'm on the spot again, of course. Well, I can go for another one while you find that, because I've got a couple more before we end. Outlook rolls... There's, there's one, hang on, there's one I want to finish with, which was about the alarm clock one, which is a little one. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah we'll go with yours, eh? All right, then we'll, we'll come back to you next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Outlook rolls out dark mode, uh, inverted colour scheme. So I guess you could probably guess what that is, but it's just, you know, Outlook.com. It's only available on Outlook.com. At the moment, you know, it's... Uh, what it's blue black on white so the dark mode is inverted so you've got white on black pretty much i can't believe how much you've embraced microsoft in the last few months oh when... listen you you have no <laughs> idea you no, i'm serious you have no since, idea since we talked about that office outlook online and word you've embraced it i have yeah. look i have embraced <laughs> it that i have i have embraced i have office 365 now uh, for my emails, I have uh, I, I've started using OneNote. How good is OneNote? I love it. So uh, when is the show notes going to switch over from from Google? Well, it Google might. Doc? It might very soon. <laughs> I, I even gave Teams. I, I invested a few hours into Microsoft Teams. It didn't work how I wanted it to work, but I'm sure they're going to fix it. Uh, the problem with the Teams was uh, it's like a, a Slack or whatever you know, some sort of communication for your team. Uh, app but with the problem though i can't believe it but the problem with the microsoft teams is that you you sign in as one organization and that's it you know like if you've got another organization that you want to be a part of a team of or you know a member of another organization's team you've got to sign out of the microsoft teams sign back in again as no so i'm sure they've got to fix that but uh but i i put a bit of time into that teams looks great when they fix that up I'll, i'll come on board uh, but yeah, loving it, loving it, Jordan. You, you've you've converted me. I'm I'm over. I'm I'm here. But is, anyway, just one one question on Teams. Is that a part of Office three six five? Yeah, but there's also a free version as well. Okay, because because I'm in I'm um I'm in state of Mississippi. I'm the uh, tech support officer for former region. Mm. Uh, just a volunteer, and we use Office three six five in that organisation and. Uh, some people talked about maybe teams could be a possibility to work, to collaborate between all the different groups and, and units and stuff like that. Yeah, so as long as, say, everyone yeah, can be under the one organisation, it saves them from signing out and back in. Um, yeah. At the moment, I think the best idea is to maybe look at something like Slack. That's not too bad. Um, right. I but- haven't used Slack. I've, I don't like the sound of the name. But they've been they've been working on team um, on teams for years though. I remember reading that article, Connie, mm. probably three or four years ago. They were talking about teams, and then it went quiet for a while. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's back. I think they're putting a bit of focus on it. So they'll put a bit of effort into it. I'd say those changes you you are hoping for will probably happen. I think I think they've got a bit of a the obvious ones. Yeah, I think they've got a bit of a a, a bite in the bum about Slack. They sort of that that well. The stories I was reading the other week was you know Microsoft's um, trying to halt the progress of well they can see market there can't they and they they've got Office why wouldn't they have a collaboration tool I, I did try I thought yeah I, Teams was not for me at the moment I thought of, I went and had a look at Yammer again and although that was okay and then I remembered that they're going to close it down and I think that's still on the cards. But so I thought, well, I'm not going to start something that they're going to close down. But anyway, this dark mode, I'll, let me finish on this quickly, dark mode for um, Outlook.com. So it's only available on Outlook.com. No idea when it's going to come to the desktop versions of Outlook. Uh, so there's a, apparently there's a switch at the top of the inbox. Dark mode can be toggled off and on. The company, do, do, you use, do you use, either of you use Outlook.com? Well, not, not now that I'm Office 365. So. Okay, so I'm, I'm still using Outlook.com. Isn't it the same hmm. thing? No, no. Office three six five uh, is 
a different. It looks very similar, but uh, no, they're not the same. Oh, you mean the off the actual Outlook installed on your computer? You, go, you can go to office office dot com, and it'll take you a different website with a slightly different look to Outlook dot com. Because I just use the Outlook dot com. Yeah, if you got Office three six five and you're using the Exchange, the Microsoft Exchange, then yeah. your login yeah, your login for the online version of your emails is something like. I don't know portal.outlook.com or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's something different. It's not outlook.com, which I thought yeah. it was too until I, I loaded up Office 361. Oh, yeah, look at this. Um, all right, well, I've got another one and then we'll go to Paul for his last one. Uh, look, through the week, you might not have known, but on July 27th, that is System Administrator Appreciation Day. So I don't know if any, <laughs> I don't know if anyone here got any yeah, birthday. Yeah, appreciated. No, no, I didn't either. Not even tech. (laughs) Nothing. I don't think anyone knew. (laughs) I certainly didn't until today. Now, (laughs) it was last Friday, the July the 27th. Now, the organisers of the day suggest that the day that all fellow system admins across the globe will be showered with expensive sport cars and large piles of cash in in appreciation of their diligent work. I'd be into that. Uh, It's a nice token. It's a... uh, But... Then admit that a nice token gift and some public acknowledgement is probably more realistic. In case idea, uh, so one system admin was asked, "What would you like for the system admin day?" Uh, she that this was a lady. She responded, "Don't call me today," as one as one present. Yeah. Another another one was, "If you call me today, turn your computer off and on before calling," and a cake would be nice. So there you go. Remember that for next year, July twenty seventh. We should all just go to the pub. <laughs> see, what, off. see what happens to the 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 computers or the see what happens to the world of computers. That's right. <laughs> all the IT guys would have the pub. That's right. All right, uh, Paul, how how'd you go with that one? Okay, I got this uh, one here. Is uh, Google announces Android Clock? It's only a little one. Google announces Android Clock uh, can now use uh, tunes for Spotify to wake you in the morning. I don't know if anyone uses uh, Google Clock to wake themselves, do they? No. Well, you, Jordan? No, I just use yeah, it's just the phone alarm. That's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah but that's that's Google Clock in that case. You're using Google, Android. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's oh, just so, the clock in the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now with that that feature, that's that's Google Google Android Clock, which is a clock you're talking about. Yours yeah. would too, Glenn. Yes. Assuming you yeah. wake up. Oh, sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, the clock you know how you normally got a selection of like so many probably five dozen different ringtones well now you can select the song from Spotify if you want to yeah that's pretty good I like that that's, idea yeah I remember days years gone by when you used to have, have to plug a USB or a disc in alarm clock yeah but, yeah jeez you know. I find myself having to hit the snooze button every five minutes and I reckon I do that about ten times and then I, I then I think to myself I've got to pick up Facebook and read it now for 15 minutes Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop me going back to sleep. Yeah, that that does the job. Have you, have you seen those clocks, those alarm clocks that get around those gadgets where they use other techniques other than audio to wake you up? Where they they might vibrate or they might um, one had had like an arm on it with a hand on the end, a glove on the end, which would slap you to wake you up when you're asleep. Yeah. No, no, I've heard of you, things like that. Yeah, you need your phone to entice you when it goes off. It needs to say "Good morning, Jordan." Mm. You know, someone has left a Terrible remark on Facebook about you. <laughs> Get up and read your Facebook. You could probably yeah. you could probably set up like a Google alert for that sort of stuff that would send send an alarm to your phone to say if when someone posts a, a review about you somewhere on Google, you'd probably set that up. What's that ift thing? You'd probably get that to do something like that. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's been a nude picture found of you on the internet. Get out of bed quick. <laughs> Not another one. Jeez. Not another one. <laughs> What you could do is have a back account set up and it actually donates to charity every time you press snooze. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, that charity would go right, I reckon. Yeah. I might have you, to start a charity. You, might, you, want to, you want to be the account holder of that charity, I reckon. <laughs> be good. All right, well, I think that's, I reckon, that's it for my article. My donations every morning, and they, they, they'd be like, Jordan's taking an hour to get up this morning. Where are the donations he's done? Look, I have this, I have this. I don't know what it is, but it's just this ability that if I've got to get up early in the morning, like this morning I was up at, I set the alarm for 5.50, and I woke up at 5.30. I just wake up before the alarm goes off. I don't know what it is. I just, I just do it. And it's the just, anticipation. It must be. Wait for it. 
Yeah. Wow, what an exciting life. Wait for my alarm to go off. Come on. I know. That's that's all I do. Now, look, uh, we have to we have to bail on this week's show. But look, there's another couple of stories that Paul had uh, that you can find in the show notes. One was about a Huawei is the world's largest smartphone maker, and second largest. Oh, second largest. Sorry, and you've done all the and his parents paying Fortnite tutors for kids. You're kidding. Your kids kicking it for your kids. I'm their tutor. No, they, you can use you can use uh, Fortnite people now. Oh, oh, right. I thought you meant tutors to teach them how to play. No, right. <laughs> I got it. See, that's what happens when you just read headlines. But yeah, but yeah, the kids hate me. I tell them I can't because I can't play it right, and then I I keep coming second. Not because you know you got to come first, and I keep coming second, and they go, but you don't shoot anyone because all I do is I just I just grab a couple of things and just hide until yeah, it's so you try you try to talk it over, do you? Rather than fight, I just hide. And then I'll make, I'll make the last person come and find me. And so the, the kids hate it because uh, I go, you keep getting second, but you're not killing anyone. You're not doing anything. And I say, when you want the master class, you come and let me know. Yeah, just hide for as long as you can. That's right. That's what I do. It's worked for me a few times. All right. Yeah. Let, let's get out of here. Well, it was good to have you on, Paul. Great to see you for the first time. And uh, no on the show, that was Absolutely. excellent. Very job, very well done. And thanks, Thank thanks, Jordan. Thanks for coming in at the early hour. That's right. I, I hope you didn't I have don't to. Mind set... Doing it this early, it gives me my evening off now. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Except I've got to go to uh, <laughs> to school. But uh, I was going to crack a joke and pay you out, but I forget what it was now. Um, oh, yeah. you didn't have to set your alarm to get up for this show today. Uh, no, it was actually already up. <laughs> oh, good, good. good <laughs> I was stuff. already up. Oh, oh, if it had been, been two o'clock, oh, yeah, yeah. Push it. yeah, good stuff. All right, well, thanks, guys. That's uh, been good. You can get us on the iTunes, get us on the YouTubes, get us uh, look at us and follow us on Facebook and all the other jazz. And yeah, good stuff. If you've got a comment, just give us a buzz. You can reach us all at whatever our name is at aussietechheads.com.au. Uh, I know Paul hasn't got an email. I've got to catch all. If I see one for him, I'll shoot it over to him. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, and have a good week. Uh, bye for now. Go the shark. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.